Hey guys, welcome to the We Know Fantasy Contributors Podcast, our weekly Thursday night podcast. This is your host for the evening, Steve Pintado, and with me as always for the last couple of weeks now, uh, I'd like to introduce Cody and Brian. What's going on today, guys? Hey, how's it going? Yeah, not too much, just uh, watching a little Thursday night football, getting ready for the fantasy week coming up. Yeah, absolutely. A little Pat Mahomes injury early on tonight, guys. If you haven't already been watching it, he's out for the game. Can't predict injuries in this in this league, unfortunately. <laughs> no, that uh, looked a little bit ugly too. I thought it uh, kind of hobbled off there a little bit. Hopefully, he's all right uh, yeah. going forward, though. Yeah, well, hopefully, we'll find out some more news tomorrow. Hopefully, it's just a, a one game uh, miss. So, but no, just um, as always, you no. Know, please uh, go visit our website at www.weknowfantasy.com, where me, Brian, and Cody all write great articles for the website and a bunch of other writers as well. Uh, we do a lot of great fun work on there. And, you know, every Monday, please go and listen to the uh, Monday waiver wire wish list that Nate does every Monday. Breaks it down for you guys. And every Wednesday, um, Nate is uh, on the podcast on a Wednesday with Fantasy Pro, breaking down the week that was, the break, the week that's coming up, giving a little breakdown of their uh, their fantasy team sometimes. You know, they have a, a real fun connection. It's a really great listen to every week on a Wednesday, guys. So definitely check them out. But for today... What we have for you guys are some bold predictions and one of our must-start players going into Week 7. So let's get right into it. For me, my first bold prediction for the rest of the season is going to be that uh, Sam Donald finishes as a top-8 fantasy quarterback. I'm loving some Sam Donald after an early-on injury. You know, Even Week 1 against a tough Bills defense, he finishes 175 yards and a touchdown. That's not bad against this Bills defense who's been pretty dominant all year. And then he brings it back first game, 338 yards and two touchdowns against the Dallas Cowboys, who, again, have a pretty average defense in just general. Um, I like him the rest of the season, especially in the playoffs. I mean, he has Miami two times. He has the Giants, the Redskins, Oakland, Cincinnati, Baltimore, all very favorable matchups for him going forward. He does have Le'Veon Bell in his backfield, which is really fun because it's going to open up the passing game for him. And. Robbie Anderson and him have a great connection. It seems like every year they just bomb it great in playoff time for our fantasy leagues. And him and Jamison Crowder um, also have a great connection, too. Jamison Crowder has, like, 18 catches in the two games they played together. So I expect Sam Donald to finish really high in fantasy this year. He's still out there in waivers, guys. If you see him out there, definitely pick him up because I think he's he's definitely going to have a real strong finish going forward. So. Yeah, I could definitely agree to that. Uh, I don't know if you mentioned the Jaguars, but that defense isn't the same without Jalen Ramsey, and that is his first matchup after the Patriots. So that's a juicy start for his rest-of-season schedule outside of the Pats. Yeah, you actually uh, went a little bit more bold than I did. When when I was originally looking at uh, some bold predictions to, to have tonight, I was actually going to go Darnold as a top 12, but top 8, I like it. Definitely. I mean, I, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I really like that uh, he's really going to go off this year. So um, we'll just go right into our next one. Uh, who wants to go next? Uh, I'll take over here. Uh, my first bold prediction is Austin Hooper is going to finish the season not as a tight end one. I think he finishes as the tight end one. He is second in targets on the Falcons. Um, he has a juicy schedule coming up week seven, week seven this week. He has the Rams. They've allowed the 14th most points to tight ends week eight. It's the Seahawks. They've allowed the fourth most 
week 12, the Bucks, they've allowed the second most. And then the Jags, week 16, they've allowed the 19th most. Uh, so they're kind of like one of those middle-of-the-pack defenses. But we've seen so far this season, even in like the tougher matchups for tight ends, his floor is still like 13 PPR points. You beg streaming tight ends to give you that. Like that's his floor. Uh, I just I think Austin Hooper's our tight end one this season, and I'm not looking back on it. I couldn't agree more with you on that. You know, I, I was talking I was talking about him earlier this year. I was like, wow, he hasn't really like had a breakout season yet. And I was like, when, I wonder if he's going to do it this year. You know, he's in year four of his his uh, career, and maybe this is the year. And he's been nothing but spectacular. You know, even even bad matchups, he puts up decent numbers, especially for the tight end position. So. Oh, that's a, that is a fantastic take. Yeah, do uh, do either of you guys think that Austin Hooper could maybe break Zach Ertz's record of receptions by tight end in a season? I mean, uh, Ertz said it last year with 111, and Hooper right now is currently on pace for 112. I think it's very possible. I mean, the Falcons are going to be playing from behind in every game. This defense is not at all good, but just another reason why you want to own Austin Hooper because Matt Ryan's, you know, throwing the ball more than I think he wants to. Um, I think it's very possible we could very well see Hooper break this record. Yeah, definitely. I, I could agree with that for sure. But Cody, what about you? What about your first bold prediction? Uh, yeah, my first one, uh, I'm going to stick with the uh, number one positional uh, finish here, and I'm going to say that Kyler Murray finishes as QB1 this year. And uh, currently QB8, uh, he's got a really high completion percentage. He's completing over 65% of his passes this season. Uh, and remember, he hasn't been, uh, up up until last week, he hasn't been a great uh, red zone, uh, great at finishing off the drives in the red zone. Uh, he had three touchdown passes last week, a career high for him this season. Um, and he's also been starting to use his legs a little bit more here recently. Uh, two rushing touchdowns in the last three weeks and 21 rushing attempts in the last two weeks. So he's uh, definitely starting to use his legs more. He's starting to finish drives. Uh, I think it's going to bode well for him down the stretch here. And um, I-, I just think he's got the potential to get to that uh, QB1. Yeah, no, definitely. I couldn't agree more. I mean... He he looked fantastic last week, even against a you know a really bad line of defense. But I, I think he's really taking getting to his own now. He's definitely going to get his receivers back soon in Christian Kirk, and I think those two are going to have a fantastic connection down the road. And you know with him and Larry, they're still like you know the sky's the limit for Murray's ability. And I, I don't think he really broke the service yet on his running ability. I think he can even perform more, kind of like Lamar Jackson has in the running back position as a quarterback. Yeah, that's I'd I'd like to see that out of him for sure uh, if he could put up Lamar Jackson numbers. But yeah, he's like I was, like I said, he's using his legs more. He's scoring touchdowns, and I I feel good about uh, Murray potentially getting up there to QB one on the season. I personally like the pick. I think I think you watch him, and he looks like he's been in the NFL before. Like he he has the charisma of a veteran quarterback obviously he's still been making like rookie mistakes and he's still running for his life but you see him and he looks like he's done this before and I really think for a rookie he might finish as the quarterback one I think you're very correct with that yeah definitely and Murray has a lot of high expectation hopefully he can he can do it hopefully but let's go into our next bold predictions I'll start this one again for me if Kyle Murray is going to skyrockets the number one in quarterback fantasy 
Unfortunately, I have David Johnson finishing outside the top 10 in fantasy. He's currently ranked sixth over, overall for what, uh, running backs, but I think he's going to finish outside the top 10. He's got a lot of tough matchups. He's got New Orleans. He's got San Fran two times. He's got the Bucks, and the Bucks have actually been really good against the run. If you guys watched them in London last week against McCaffrey, the Rams aren't the 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 Rams are pretty high uh, ended defense, and then Pittsburgh's also pretty strong against the run too. They've held the, they've held a lot of their opponents um, pretty good on the run too. So, and then his back injury, you know, he's been dealing with that, and he's still dealing with that this week. You know, if he's going to have the time to rest, I don't know when it's going to be until his bye. And then he's got Chase Edmonds back there just waiting for opportunity to get in there. You know, Chase Edmonds, I, I like him as a running back and just being able to play, you know, off of what David Johnson does. You know, they're going to give him opportunity, too, because they need to get this offense going. And then just the wide receivers being healthy again. Christian Kirk's going to get back on the game, and he's going to be able to, you know, get the touchdowns and get the deep balls down the field. And then, as you said, Cody, about uh, Murray, you know, his ability to run the ball – I think he increases as time goes on, so it leaves less time for David Johnson to actually get the ball because they're going to be behind most of the time, and I think that the run game just won't be there. He might have his passing numbers, but I don't think they're going to be as high as I think the wide receivers will be able to uh, actually catch the ball and you know do things on that end of their side. So David Johnson outside the top ten. Yeah, the only reason that I think that I would maybe disagree with that is, like you said, his work in the passing game. Uh, he's has a uh, four out of six games this year where he's caught at least six passes and he's got three receiving touchdowns on the year. But like you said, he's, he's injury prone. Chase Edmonds is kind of creeping up there, getting a couple extra touches, um, out of that backfield. So yeah, I, I don't hate, uh, uh, him finishing outside the top 10, but, uh, he's, he's got the potential to hang in there. Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's, it's, I understand your point. Um, so I just pulled up the numbers. Chase Edmonds, uh, despite David Johnson's limited work, uh, he did only have five carries for two receptions. So I don't think we really need to worry about Chase Edmonds digging too deep into David Johnson's workload. But if this back injury does keep up, we might. Yeah, no, I agree with you guys. I, I, I get your points on that. You know, uh, it, it's a, it definitely a long shot, but, you know, I think it's a possibility just I think with the receivers getting healthy and Murray taking that next step as a passer so but let's get into our next point uh Brian what about you who is your what's your next uh bold prediction for the week uh so my bold prediction for the week is Stefan Diggs will only have one more wide receiver one not the wide receiver one just like top 12 wide receiver finish uh the rest of the season and I only say that because he has Washington on the schedule so I couldn't say no more but if you look at his rest of season schedule, it is rough. This week he has Darius Slay. Then they go on by, I believe. Yes, they go on by. Then it's at Kansas City, which is a very hard place for quarterbacks to play. So I don't expect Kirk Cousins to be doing a whole lot. And Kansas City is awful against running backs, so Dalvin Cook will eat. Then it's at Dallas, who's secondary, despite that give up to uh, Robbie Anderson. It ain't no joke. Then week 11, he has Chris Harris Jr., uh, week 12, Seattle, I'd imagine more running uh, game for Dalvin Cook. Uh, week 14, it's Darius Slay again. Week 15, it's Casey Hayward against the Chargers. Week 16, it's the Packers secondary, and the Packers can't stop the run, so that's going to be another Dalvin Cook game. I just don't see, outside of Washington, another opportunity for Stephon Diggs to have that big game again. 
Yeah, definitely couldn't agree on that more because, I mean, I think this team is a running team. I think they just happened to get lucky the last last week with, the, with such a great matchup that they're going to, they exploited the passing game. And that's what they should have done. I think they get back to the run game. They have two great running backs to be able to run the ball with. So uh, they're going to be ahead. They have a nice, strong defense. So I don't think Stefan Diggs could, I don't think Stephanie will finish outside the, uh, inside the top 12 again, really. I still yeah, think you've got. I was just going to say, you've got Adam Thielen there, too, so he's going to take targets away from Diggs as well, and uh, my personal opinion is that Thielen is better than Diggs, so, I mean. I think yeah, he's no, better. I agree with that. I think he's a better wide receiver for Kirk Cousins. I feel like if you're building an NFL team, you would rather have Diggs over Thielen, just like on pure talent alone, but I think for Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen's the better wide receiver for him. That's true. I mean, but Diggs does have an ankle injury that bothers him every season, it seems like. So, I mean, that's also general, true. You don't want to have that every year, having an injury and not playing. Because anytime he actually is injured, he just doesn't play well. When he, like, game time decision and he ends up playing, he ends up always having a bad game, it seems like. Yeah, he's a decoy, more or less. Basically. But, Cody, what about you? What is your next bowl prediction? Yeah, I decided to go with something. Uh, that could happen this week uh, for my next bowl prediction. And I actually have DJ Chark uh, recording a double-digit reception game this weekend. Uh, They're facing Cincinnati, so I feel like it's going to be a shootout. I feel like we got two uh, not-so-great defenses going against each other here. Um, Chark, (laughs) he's only got one game with double-digit targets, but he's been finding the end zone. He, uh, he's he been a, a great target for Gardner Minshew in that offense. Uh, 30 catches this year, 528 yards. Uh, I'm, I don't know. I'm just feeling a, a big breakout game from Chark here. He's uh, he's up there, and he's definitely in the top 10, I think, in wide receivers this year. Uh, I, just, I just have a good feeling about this matchup this weekend. I love me some Chark. I mean, ah, man, he's he's been a he's been a great surprise this season. He was kind of like a no-name going into the season. I was like, like a deep possible sleeper, and I'm loving what he's doing. It's just not like a couple of games in the season. He's actually doing it week in and week out now, and even in bad matchups, he seems to be able to put up decent numbers. So, no, I, I like that. I like that take. Uh, can I just add a quick note in? Um, I know there's been a lot of talk on Twitter that if Nick Foles, come back, Nick Foles comes back, what happens to DJ Chark? I think he stays right where he's at. First touchdown of the season for the Jags was a bomb from Nick Foles to DJ Chark. So I would be just tossing that out there. I know it wasn't part of the topic, but I think DJ Chark just keeps this up no matter who's the quarterback rest of the season. He's a league winner. Yeah, he's definitely proven that he can do it. And, um, I mean, I think Nick Foles coming back, I think D.D. Westbrook uh, gets a little bit of a bump. But like like I just said, Chark, he's proved now week in and week out he can do it and he can score touchdowns and he can be that possession receiver and, and move the chains, and I, I I really like what I've seen out of Chark so far this year. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, I, I love it. But, you know, those are our bold predictions, guys. I hope you like them. We hope they all come true in some sense. <laughs> but maybe not David Johnson's as much, but I see it happening. Uh, but let's get right into our second topic, our second, second segment of the day, and that is our must-starts for Week 7. Um, basically, we're all going to name a player that we like for Week Seven. It's an automatic start that you got to throw in your starting lineup. So I'll take this one on first. 
Mine's kind of a dual threat, but for me, it's Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup, uh, Dallas Cowboy wide receivers. Amari uh, Cooper, at, as of right now, says he's going to play on Sunday, and I hope he does. And if he does, him and Michael Gallup are going to ball out. This Eagle secondary is just destroyed with injuries, destroyed with talent. I mean, they allowed a 100-yard receiver each week of the season, minus the Jets game. That was just a fluke game that the defense did very well. And, you know, this is a division game. They're going to end up airing the ball out because the Eagles do have a strong run defense, so Zeke might not get as much not opportunity but uh, efficiency during the run game. So they're going to have to air it out. These these combo of Dak and Cooper and Dak and Gallup have been a spe- something special to watch this season. They just know where each other are all on the field. So for me, if you have either one of these two, you got to start both of them. They're both were both were a great start. I think they both can finish top fifteen this week, maybe top twelve even. That's how that's how much I believe in them being able to start them. So I agree there. I just think you got to keep an eye on the injury report. Amari uh, Cooper. Uh, has sat out Wednesday and Thursday's practices with the quad injury. So just keep an eye on the injury report. And, uh, all right. Yeah, if, if he plays, I, I love that uh, Love that must start. But uh, like I said, I, I would keep an eye out. If he doesn't, uh, Gallup definitely will, will, should have a big game, that's for sure. Yeah, I have Gallup as a top 12 play if Amari Cooper doesn't play. Uh, that's currently how I have it ranked. Uh, but obviously Gallup just moves down to like maybe – a top 24 play if Cooper plays. Like, you're still playing both of them. No, definitely. I mean, my original one was just uh, Michael Gallup, but after finding out that Cooper's playing, I think both of them could finish. Like I said, I both finish again in the top 15 personally. I just think that they can have that kind of game this week. So, Yeah, I mean, definitely it's possible. Um, so I'm going to jump in with my start of the week. I'm going with DK Metcalf. Um Listen, when you when you have a quarterback playing as well as Russell Wilson is, I mean, he's right now he's the odds-on favorite for the MVP. He's playing at an MVP level, and you want any wide receiver or tight end attached to that. Obviously, Will Disley is no longer in the picture, so they're going to need a red zone guy. I know DK is still developing as a receiver, but with Wilson as his quarterback, he comes with touchdown upside. This Ravens secondary isn't what it used to be. So I'm expecting a lot of points to be scored in this game, and I think DK Metcalf comes with one to two touchdown upside. No, I definitely like that ability, especially with Will Disley now out for the season. I mean, they have to throw it to someone else now. Those targets have to go somewhere. They, they definitely should go to Metcalf. He's got the talent that, to really to really take off now that you know there's less uh, less target shares going around. So. Yeah, I think I think he's an auto lock this week. I have him currently at wide receiver 34. Uh, but that could only move up throughout the week as I, you know, fine-tune my rankings. Yeah, no, completely agree on that. Uh, Cody, what about you? What is your must-start of the week? Yeah, my must-start this week is Jared Goff, and I know that might be a little bit cringy for some people that watched him play against San Francisco last weekend. Uh, only 78 passing yards, but I th- I'm hoping he can put that behind him. I know the Rams' offensive line has been less than uh stellar for sure but uh this is a big get right game for the rams uh they cannot lose four games in a row if they expect to compete in the nfc this season and i just feel like this is a big must win and they've got a good uh opposing defense to to do that uh we've got the falcons uh they're ranked 30th out of 32 in pass defense this year they just allowed 340 passing yards to kyler murray last week 
and uh, Goff has got the weapons around him. I mean, uh, we're unsure about Gurley, the Malcolm Brown, the whole running back situation. Don't know really who is going to get the start there yet. But when you look at Cooper Cup and Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods, you know, just last year, all three of those guys were before Cooper Cup got hurt. They were all top 20 fantasy wide receiver options. So he's got the weapons there. He needs the line to step up, but uh, I'm expecting a big game from Goff, a big bounce-back game. Uh, I would start him for sure this week. Yeah, no, I love Jared Goff going into this week after a really bad performance. I think he brings us brings, brings it back for sure. And, you know, the, the Falcons, since week four, they, you know, they've allowed an average of 325 yards a game and three touchdowns. So I think Goff can really take advantage of that, that secondary and just, just explode them, especially with... Todd, uh, Todd Gurley's uh, availability on Sunday on on uncertain, so definitely I like I like to get Jared Goff take. Yeah, Atlanta hasn't sacked anyone more than five times. I don't think they've recorded more than five sacks this season, so I wouldn't really be worried about the offensive line getting pre- or uh, the defense getting through that offensive line getting pressure to Goff. I think he'll he'll have free time in the pocket to uh, get it out to whoever he wants to. Yeah, I'm hoping that's the case. I've got Goff in a couple leagues, and I put him out there in one. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on board. Roll him out. You gotta. The matchup's too good. This is a get-right game for the Rams. Definitely, they gotta get. They definitely gotta get back on track. Um, but before we wrap up the show, does anyone else have anything they'd like to mention? Not off the top I'm... of my head, really. <laughs> All right. Well. We got a quick episode for you guys this week. Um, just uh, just to recap, you know, we went over some bold predictions. Hope you guys liked them. Hope you guys take the take advice on them a little bit. And then we went over some, you know, must starts. So if you have any of these players that we mentioned, guys, just get them in your starting lineup because they're definitely going to help you achieve a, a week seven victory. So, and you know, please visit our website at www.weknowfantasy.com where we have everything else we could. Um, help you out with with your week seven and beyond we have a lot of great articles out there that you know me coding brian Wright and everyone else does as well and you know and every monday please check out the waiver wire wish list podcast with nate you know he goes over all the great uh waiver wire pickups for the week and you know every wednesday nate you know jumps on with the fantasy fro and they go over the the fantasy week that was and is coming up so you know they do a great job you know breaking it all down for us giving or getting right into the facts so uh, we hope you guys appreciate. Hope we hope you guys uh, enjoyed the show today as much as we did. So uh, thank you guys and and have a great one now. Enjoy your week seven. See you next week. Hey everyone. <laughs>